Welcome to Locked On Golden Knights. Mark Stone has lumbar disectomy surgery. Let's talk contracts of current and former Vegas Golden Knights and my favorite sports celebrity superfans. Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey everybody, I'm Chris Golick. You can catch me at TDChrisG on Twitter. Again, that's at TDChrisG on Twitter. And we're going solo today. Tony is traveling. He's in Chicago enjoying some amazing Chicago food. He already sent me a picture of uh, some deep dish Lumonatis. So I'm a little hangry in today's episode. So if I get a little wonky and lose my focus, now you know why. So thanks, Tony. Thank you for making Lockdown Vegas Golden Knights your first listen. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Mark Stone, Mark Stone had lumbar disectomy surgery, a mouthful to get out. We'd like to thank John Strickland. He's one of our Twitter followers. Uh, his handle is at Nevada DC 68. And John was gracious enough to share some information about the surgery. So we're just going to kind of quote exactly what John said. It's a minimally minimally invasive disectomy <laughs> removes a herniated portion of the disc. A disectomy removes the entire disc. The entire disc is removed. A fusion is generally performed as well to stabilize the level. In both cases, a piece of the bone is removed to get access to the disc. Recovery time is about two to four weeks for people who don't necessarily have strenuous jobs, like podcasters, let's say. But hockey players or professional athletes, people that are constantly moving around and putting it to the test, that can take up to 8 to 12 weeks. Uh, so I asked John to kind of elaborate a little bit more about the recovery time and just give us a little more details and what restrictions that could possibly cause. So John's responses, disc herniations make it very difficult for the patient to endure any compression to the area. Trunk rotation can be very, very limited and painful. Forward bending is also very difficult when disc or the surrounding air is swollen. Patients have a difficult time standing fully erect. Um, John wanted to mention how we saw many times that Mark Stone did not look like himself. So many times he's kind of hunched over, not necessarily skating at full speed, uh, just laboring in pain. So, folks, Mark Stone is an absolute warrior for even attempting to come back. Uh, John Strickland mentioned that it's tough for the patients just to simply bend or stand straight up, rotation in the trunk area. Folks, everything you are doing when you are skating is bending and rotating your trunk. So, imagine being a professional athlete, having that restriction, and trying to compete at that type of level. Uh, Diva76, which is at, at Dana1976, that at D-A-N-N-A-1976, said they were supposed to have the surgery in March. It was canceled by a doctor because I was starting to heal on my own. 
I couldn't sit, walk, or stand for months. Sitting was the worst pain. And then uh, Diva went on to say, if Stone even played with half the pain I went through, I'm truly amazed. So folks, it's so easy for us as podcasters, as fans, to forget about what these athletes go through when they are recovering, when they are injured, when they are trying to compete. Mark Stone sat from, I think, I want to say late January, early February until the last couple weeks of the season. Uh, Kelly McCrimmon noted that Stone shouldn't even come back until the playoffs had VGK gotten to that point uh, once Jack Eichel was activated. You had a lot of injuries happening, a lot of moving parts. So as a result, Mark Stone was called to duty prior to when he was supposed to. And he had some productive games. He wasn't just taking up a roster spot per se, but you know, you look at what the players have gone through and the sacrifice they make to get back on the ice. Uh, you have to nothing but applaud Mark Stone for the efforts that he gave in trying to get VGK to the playoffs. Um, newsflash, folks, I am not a doctor by any means, so I uh, don't have much of a medical perspective to offer to this. Um, but what I will say is just give him tons of credit for the efforts that he put forward. Um, same thing, look at Jack Eichel, broken thumb. Folks, go hold on to, I don't know, if you like cooking in the kitchen, you know, just pretend, just don't even use your thumb. Just try not to use your thumb when you're cutting something. Or if you have a broom in your house, act like a hockey player and shoot it around, but don't use your thumb. Or if you are a hockey player, you understand a little bit better about uh, what I'm getting at here. So we forget so often, all we are is fans, right? All we are is fans that watch the game. Someone gets hurt after the game. We say, oh, okay, someone, so-and-so is hurt with an ankle. They're going to be out for a little while. And we don't necessarily look at the human elements of what these players are going through. So look at what Mark Stone went through. Look at the effort he put forward to get back onto the ice. Look at what Jack Eichel did. Uh, Pat Charetti, same thing. Uh, so many bone injuries throughout the year. And it's just... Uh, Unfortunate, all these injuries happened uh, throughout the season and put VGK in the spot that they were in. Uh, major kudos to the medical team. Uh, you heard Alec Martinez so many times during his recovery and eventually when he made it back to the ice, you heard him give just nothing but props after props after props to the medical team for even getting him the opportunity to return to the ice. Alec Martinez even went on to say before this, this terrible injury happened where uh, his face was cut by that skate blade. He mentioned that one of the reasons he wanted to stay with VGK was because of the medical team that we had. It's unfortunate he had to endure uh, the care of the medical team at the level that he did, but who knows what happens to his career if he's somewhere else. Um, I don't know how VGK's medical team uh, ranks. I don't necessarily see that on hockey reference for uh, the best medical teams in the NHL. But I can simply tell you what someone like Alec Martinez says. And when Alec Martinez says they got the best medical team you know, on the planet, I'm inclined to believe him. He's only been on a few NHL teams, of course. But I'll certainly take that at face value. So kudos to Mark Stone. I hope uh, he has nothing but a successful recovery. and He can come back to the Mark Stone 
that uh, is going to lead us in Season 6 to hopefully better times. Coming up in Segment 2, we're going to talk about some news and notes around uh, VGK land. Uh, in addition, we'll talk about, uh, talk about some of the current VGK contracts and contracts of uh, former VGK players and the current state of the team. Folks, I love brownies. Shocker, right? But you know what I love more? Brownie batter. Sometimes I eat half the batter just while I'm making the brownies. Imagine if you could lick that brownie spatula clean and get some protein in. Well, you're in luck because Built has a new creation and this one is better than ever. The brownie batter puff. You heard me right. This puff takes protein bars to a whole new level and they're available right now on Built.com. Have you tried the Built Puffs yet? I'm not sure what you're waiting for. Puffs are a chocolate-covered marshmallow protein bar. That's right. Delicious marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. Only 140 calories, 17 grams of protein, 7 grams of sugar. Brownie batter puffs are the perfect pick-me-up for any day. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. That means... Uh, that with Bilts, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it. They're made with a collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. The Brownie Batter Puffs will have you completely forgetting that you are eating a protein bar. No need to pinch yourself. This is real life. Built.com to get Brownie Batter Puffs right now. Use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Welcome back to Lockdown VGK. Thank you for making, Lock, making Lockdown VGK your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Lockdown Now podcast. Nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, folks, we got some uh, quick news and notes to cover here. First of all, VGK HSK has a new little sib to welcome the Savannah Ghost Pirates. Uh, they're a new ECHL team that will start this October. Coach Rick Bennett will be the first head coach in franchise history. Uh, has a celebrated history, including a college national championship, three ECAC regular season titles. Long story short, he is going to help develop uh, some of our talent that is farther down the pipeline, uh, being that the Ghost Pirates are a brand new ECHL team. I think uh, this will wind up being a long-lasting uh, relationship. Although, one day I did a... Uh, I do predict uh, Bill Foley trying to possibly get an ECHL team uh, right here in Nevada. I've always joked that uh, the trilogy would be uh, getting his ECHL team up in Reno, but uh, we'll kind of see how that shakes out down the road. Um, no real news and developments as far as the VGK coaching front goes. Uh, Trotz has interviewed up in Winnipeg, linked to Philadelphia. Haven't really heard a whole lot else going on. 
Haven't seen any uh, fan photos or anything like that from a city national with uh, coach XYZ coming in to take a look. So we'll just kind of uh, keep our eyes open and see what happens. All right, folks, for this next segment, I wanted to discuss some of the former VGK players, uh, where they are, what they are currently making versus uh, some of the uh, big, long-lasting contracts that VGK currently has. Uh, David Perron, oh my goodness, uh, what a monster that uh, he's turning out to be in the playoffs right now. He's had uh, many successful seasons with the St. Louis Blues since leaving. And folks, he's making $4 million a year. $4 million a year. And Perron wanted to stay. Um, I recall an awesome uh, little write-up he did. And it was, it started off with a conversation with Perron and Marc-Andre Fleury. The title was Vegas, Vegas. So Vegas, comma, Vegas, question mark, exclamation, you get folks. And he just talked about how much he enjoyed being here, the environment, how his family enjoyed being here. And the reason it's Vegas slash Vegas is I think before the expansion draft happened, Marc-Andre Fleury and David Perron kind of knew uh, they were going to land here. And there was a text conversation between the two. And I think Perron sent Fleury the text, Vegas question mark. Fleury responds, Vegas, Vegas exclamation points. So that shows that Marc-Andre Fleury knew a little something about uh, what was coming. But folks, Perron is making $4 million a year. Eric Halla, another member of that second line, is making $2.4 million a year. Uh, James Neal is now down in the AHL, uh, so his contract is kind of irrelevant at this point. Uh, some other kind of role-type players that VGK had during that season one run. Ryan Carpenter, $1 million per year. Pierre-Edouard Belmer, $1 million a year. Now... Let's talk about some of the current VGK contracts. Jack Eichel, $10 million. Mark Stone, $9.5. Pacioretty, $7. Carlson, $5.9. Uh, Marchessault, 5 Dodonoff, $5 million. Um, I also thought Colin Miller. Colin Miller's making 3.875 uh, over in Buffalo. So that's uh, that one's a little bit higher, but still a very valuable defenseman. So where are we going with this, folks? VGK season number one was able to utilize so much leverage in that expansion draft. They made deals to not trade players. They made deals to take on larger contracts in exchange for taking on a player with a promising future. William Carlson is one of the first players that comes to mind. Season one, that worked out just fine. But if Tony were here, he'd be shaking his head at me. Uh, you know, saying, ah, we paid him too much, the contract's too long. Fine, but still, William Carlson was a, in a plus EV scenario for the Golden Knights season number one. So all these great deals that were made to build a team that didn't... Folks, no one thought the Golden Knights were going to do what they did season one. Let's just make sure we put that out there. 521 odds at every single sports book, and still, even after, you know, Mid-year, they were still over 100 to 1 in most sports books, and that was while leading or close to leading the division. So, end of the day, VGK does have a competitive roster that is within three wins of winning the Stanley Cup. First time ever as an expansion team. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. The Capitals carried the puck off T or carried the cup off T-Mobile, T-Mobile Ice. That is. 
Um, so season number one was deemed unsustainable by Kelly McCrimmon. Again, unsustainable. I cannot comprehend how a Western Conference champion that has salary gap space, draft picks, and prospects. I don't understand how that is not sustainable, but that is what McCrimmon said during a locker cleanout day. I think we're going on about two and a half to three weeks ago now. Still without a coach during all this time as well, unfortunately, but we'll cover that next week uh, when Tony gets back. So now we have replaced Perron, Hala, uh, Carpenter, Nosek, Colin Miller, Belmare, Tuck, Krebs, all these contracts that I believe are all sub $5 million contracts. Alex Tuck might be flirting with that, with Jack Eichel at $10 million. Mark Stone at 9.5, Pacioretty at 7, Carlson at 5.9, Marchessault at 5, Dodonoff at $5 million. And also Robin Leonard is in there, uh, over $5 million as well. So folks, I just have a very simple question for you. Is a conference champion that has some salary cap space, that has draft picks, that has prospects in the pipeline, is that sustainable? Or is a team that is eight to ten million dollars over the salary cap that lacks identity, that yes, we had over five hundred man games lost, but is that because of all of our players that are in the upper twenties and low and low thirties? Or is that just bad luck? So folks, option A, we have a future. We have a conference championship. We have draft picks. Is that sustainable? Or a team right up against or above the salary cap with aging veteran players? Which one of those is has long-term sustainability? Obviously, the answer is A, folks. We know this. You don't need to be a hockey expert or a uh, you know an amateur podcaster like myself to understand that. If you have draft picks, a competitive roster, and prospects in your pipeline, that you have a sustainable long-term, mind you, a sustainable long-term roster. BGK says they don't like to go after all the new uh, bells and toys and everything that's out there on the free agent market and coaching market, I guess you can say now. But I uh, very respectfully disagree when that has been said. It feels like we are going down the expansion path right now. Everything we did in season number one was to gain leverage over our opponents in acquiring players through the expansion draft or simply through trades or bartering, if you will, not to take certain players. Now the leverage has been turned on VGK. And this is all self-inflicted. Going out and making all these free agent signings, that's a choice. That's not us you know, working with what we have. That's a choice. And I'm not saying Eichel and Stone and Pacioretty and Dodonoff are bad players by any means. I am not downing them one bit. But you look at the percentage of our salary that is taken up by high-dollar players versus David Perron at $4 million, Eric Halla at $2.4 million, Carpenter at $1 million, Tomas Nosek at $1.75, Colin Miller at $3.875, Belmare at $1 million, Tuck in the mid-fives, uh, Peyton Krebs not even, I think, making a million dollars. 
you know, it's hard not to wonder what would have happened if the core of the season one team would have been intact. But yet a Western Conference champion was not sustainable. I don't know, folks. Hopefully, uh, hopefully McCrimmon knows something more than, than I do, than you do, than everyone that is shaking their head as I read this because it's hard to completely understand some of the moves that have been made. But we're, uh, we're excited for season six. We're excited to get a new coach. And just maybe the stars will align the way me and you and everyone hopes that they will. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all latest odds, news, sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even season's NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Folks, welcome back to Locked On VGK. For this third segment, I'm just going to kind of wing this a little bit here. I pitched this to Tony. He, he shot me down. We wanted to talk about something else. But guess what, Tony? You're not here. So we're going to talk about my favorite celebrity sports superfans. Uh, the first two that come to mind. Again, I'm originally from Chicago. I am not a Chicago Cubs fan, folks. I want to put that out there right now. I am a Southsider. I am a supporter of the Chicago White Sox. I'm okay when the Cubs do well. I don't hate the Cubs by any means. I want to make sure I'm clear about that. But I'm a White Sox guy first and foremost for my Chicago baseball um, affiliation, if you will. So two super fans just come to mind for me. First one, Bill Murray. Who does not love Bill Murray? When he gets to Wrigley Field, folks, he is just an absolute hoot. When he throws out the first pitch, it is... You never know what's going to happen with him. He is going to simply, he's either going to run the bases or he's going to sky that pitch somewhere over the screen into the, you know, into the upper deck even. I mean, he's got an arm, folks. And it just puts a smile on your face when Bill Murray is in Wrigley Field and, sorry, I'm looking for one quick thing here. When Eddie Vedder is, or Eddie Vedder, we're going to talk about Eddie Vedder in a second. When Bill Murray is in Wrigley Field, uh, he ignites the crowd, just has such a genuine smile on his face. I remember watching his uh, post-game uh, interviews and such um, after after the Cubs won a World Series, just, just in tears. I mean, it's just so amazing to watch, so much fun. So huge shout out to Bill Murray and his uh, love for uh, the Chicago Cubs and also uh, Tony, if you're watching, uh, Bill Murray was in. It was called the Olympia in Saturday Night Live, which is the Billy Goats restaurants that hopefully uh, you're going to go to today since you had little naughties yesterday. Uh, my first and favorite sports super fan celebrity, Eddie Vedder, uh, Pearl Jam lead singer, and I say this. Uh, it's a bit bittersweet for all sorts of reasons. Number one. I was supposed to see Pearl Jam tonight, Friday, in Las Vegas. 
COVID has unfortunately changed those plans. Uh, two of the band members are out right now, so the show has been canceled. I am beyond uh, beyond devastated for that, Chris Condos. So there you go. Shout out to, to Condos, who I invited to the show to go with me. Unfortunately, um, he's the biggest cooler I know, so I guess it's my fault, Las Vegas, that uh, Pearl Jam was canceled tonight. My bad. I'm so sorry. But back to Eddie Vedder. He wrote a song all the way uh, early on. Uh, sometime, I want to say, in early like 2010, 12 range, approximately. And I was at the first Pearl Jam Wrigley show. Uh, Pearl Jam had been trying to arrange a show at Wrigley for a long, long time. They finally did. I flew back from Las Vegas to go uh, enjoy some... Uh, Enjoy some old style uh, across at the Cubby Bear and Murphy's Bleachers and then uh, go take in just a remarkable show. Um, lo and behold, Mother Nature had other plans for that show. Pearl Jam got about six or seven songs in and then we had a, about a two hour rain delay. A two hour rain delay at a Pearl Jam concert at Wrigley Field. Doesn't get any better than that. So coming out of the rain delay, an amazing moment happened, folks. Uh, Ernie Banks comes out. Ernie Banks comes out and just starts talking about the Cubs and such. And at that moment, you know, again, I'm a White Sox guy. I am not a Cubs fan by any means. But at that moment, I really started to kind of understand Cub fans a little bit. Uh, I understood the pain they went through and the torment of years and uh, suffering of not being able to get a World Series. So then after Ernie Banks is talking for a little bit, here comes Eddie Vedder to do the song all the way that he wrote specifically for the Chicago Cubs. And it was just such an amazing moment. Ernie Banks was up there singing along and just watching all of the fans uh, sing along with that and all the fun that they had. At that moment, I appreciated Cub fans a lot more. And again, I'm not, I never hated Cub fans or I'm not a part of the, you know, the Southside versus Northside slugfest that happens in the, the bleachers at Wrigley Field or in the uh, outfield at Guaranteed Rates, U.S. Cellular, Comiskey Park. I'm not involved in any of that nonsense. But at that moment, I at least gained appreciation. So just huge shout out to uh, Eddie Vedder and, uh, and Bill Murray for their uh, support of uh, the Chicago Cubs and Chicago sports and just uh, two men that I've really enjoyed um, their presence, if you will, when they are at, uh, when they're ugly and just talking Chicago sports. All right, folks, that's going to do it. I appreciate y'all uh, checking out my first solo endeavor here at Lockdown. Thank you for making Lockdown Golden Knights your first listen every day. Next week, I'm sure me and Tony will catch up on the coaching search. We'll talk more about William Carlson's contract and uh, all sorts of fun. Folks, now make your second listen Lockdown NHL. From first-round matchups to each Stanley Cup kiss, Lockdown NHL covers the playoffs like no other. Hear the latest news and opinions from local experts every day, Monday through Friday. It is free and available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Chris G. Thank you for checking out, checking out Lockdown Vegas Golden Knights. We'll see you next week. Enjoy your weekend.